0: It is Thursday the 17th of February. My name is Nigel Booth, the reality coach, and this is The Reality Check here on Revolution Radio. If it's your first time joining us, what we're here to do is to discuss and explore how thoughts and emotions create actions and the things that we do. I'm here joined in the studio by my ever-trusting man in the captain's chair. Glenn, how's it going, my friend?
1: It's going really good, thank you. Hello, everybody.
0: And what have you been doing this week?
1: Uh, oh, I've had a busy week I went to a I actually went to a 90th birthday party uh, wow. on the weekend Yeah, 90th um, yeah that's um, amazing so was my grandparents they're both 90 actually a couple of weeks apart from each other that was up in stoke and uh yeah it was amazing it was great
0: wow 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 well today we have got a guest on and our guest today is is really exciting and it's she's got such an energy about her um her name is becky she lives over in North uh she has got a passion a real passion and actually supporting people with mental health issues she has a passion about making a difference she's got a story of her own to tell that will shock anybody she's absolutely amazing and i would just like to say becky welcome to the reality check how are you
2: thank you very much i'm i'm really good i'm, I'm actually having a really good day today um yeah no things are good thank you for having me on.
0: You're very very well, you're very very welcome. Um you're very passionate about what it is that you do. Um what is it exactly that you are involved with at the
2: moment? At the moment I've been in North Shropshire for a couple of years. Um, and at the moment I have I'm a member of my local Rotary Club. Mhm. I do different things within the community. I tend to get more involved with the things that are based around helping more vulnerable members of the community mm-hmm. and especially people that are maybe sort of struggling with, some men- with their mental health. Um, so that's what I do. I go out and we'll go and help deliver the food banks and just have a chat to people and see what's going on in the local community.
0: And, and, and you're also involved at, at a more strategic level as well because you're involved with, with a, a committee that is is overseeing North Shropshire's mental health issues from a service provider and a service user. What's it like to be involved with that?
2: It's challenging mm-hmm. because as a service user, I can see where things probably don't work quite so well. And I feel sometimes that I am very much... Um, doing that against um, the service providers Mm -hmm. so sometimes it can be quite challenging Right. however if I can be that voice for all of the people that need to say these things and to say what sometimes the service providers need to hear then I'm happy to do that
0: Wow, 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 wow what is is the, the, the most exciting thing that you're involved with at the moment for you?
2: Um think there's any one thing that's the most exciting thing I have some new things that I'm getting involved with some new things that I'm wanting to do that are exciting me because they're again things that I feel passionately about it's it's sort of about helping people in my community and wider communities about sort of just being able to get my voice out there really is what I'm passionate and I'm excited about because if I can speak for many other people and i can help other people to speak then i'm happy
0: because i think i think it it goes without saying that you know um and i have actually had the pleasure of hearing you speak on behalf of other people and be supportive and and taking them through that process but it's also fair to say that um you've got no issue to no issues at all about speaking out for yourself as well um and that's how you've actually got to where it is that you've got to because It's not always been like this, has it? It's always been uh, slightly different. But what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back and we're going to share more of Becky's story about some of the things that she deals with on a daily basis. And we're talking with Becky and we're talking about how inspirational and motivational and the impact that she's having over in North Shropshire. Um, Becky, we were just talking before the break about what it is that you're involved with. But one of the things that I I wanted to sort of... I've talked to you about is that it's not always been as exciting as it is right now. It's not always been as as dynamic as as, as life is for you right now. I know that you've been diagnosed with um, BPD or borderline personality disorder. And I know that you're happy to share that because it is a, a way, again, of paying it forward. So if other people are going through similar stuff, you're able to help them. But what is borderline personality disorder for our listeners that may not know exactly what it is?
2: Okay, so it's it, it's a mental health disorder. Okay. Um, it's called borderline personality disorder because it borderlines other things. So there's so many different areas to it that you can sort of have more, one more than the other. So hence why it's called borderline personality disorder. It has recently been changed. Um, and personally, I hate the label. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been changed to EUPD, which is emotionally emotional uns- unstable personality disorder, which I think is awful. Yeah. Um, it is. It's a really awful label. I don't like it at all. Not saying that I, I like any label, but, mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather be BPD than EUPD.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: it is It is based around emotions. And I do know from speaking to lots of people that, A, have it and B, people that are trained in it, that it does stem primarily from childhood trauma. Okay. And the way our brains are sort of not developed properly emotionally as children. Mm-hmm. So it's quite tough. It's really hard. I wouldn't sit here and, you know, I'm not here to sort of say, oh, you know, look how well I'm doing. I've got BPD because it's really hard. It's mm-hmm. It shouldn't be underestimated how tough it can be.
0: So, do you, it's something that you can't get over. Am I right in saying that? But it is something you
2: can't be cured, you can't be cured from it. Yeah. Um, but I think you can learn to manage it I've had it I've had the diagnosis for many many years I think we're coming up for 28 years now Um, and I I do certain things and I have certain traits of it and I don't do other things and don't have some of the traits of it
0: so is it is it fair to say that if, if if one person's got BPD and somebody else has got BPD, there could be totally different uh, issues coming from that. Not everybody is the same. Is that right?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so, it's so, such a wide spectrum on the BPD spectrum is so wide. Um, they say there are nine areas to it mm-hmm. and nine areas is quite a lot. So, For instance, out of the nine areas, I scored quite highly on four of them Mm -hmm. and very low on the other five. So I may sit and speak to somebody else that's got BPD that may have scored higher on those five that I didn't. So we could be completely different.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all about our emotions and, and, and how things occurred when we were younger. So how, how often do you, you sort of, 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 you know, do you call them episodes when these things come up? Uh, how often do you, do, do you sort of suffer with BPD?
2: That's a really hard question because, as I say, for me, I mean, I've had, I was diagnosed with this at 15. So I think I don't actually, couldn't actually say how often I suffer with it um i think it's part of who i am i've learned to sort of live with with lots of it and i've learned to embrace a lot of it and i think that's one of the ways to deal with it okay i have i have my really really bad days
0: Today, we're discussing borderline personality disorder with somebody that that has not only just had it since a long time back, 1992, not only deals with it on a daily basis, but is also supporting other people with not just BPD, but with other mental health issues too. Becky, just before we had a break there, you you know, we were talking about um, having a bad day. Now, what is it like for you having a bad day?
2: For me... I know when I'm going to have a bad day from the minute I wake up. Um, okay. you wake up, I wake up. I mean, i I can only speak from my own experience. This mm-hmm. isn't to speak to every other, um, BPD-er. but I will wake up and instantly I will have the most awful feeling of worthlessness and just that, Oh no, it's another day. Wow. um, just feeling completely lost and worthless. It's it's almost like an emptiness.
0: Well, how do, how does that impact on you on, on your day?
2: It doesn't. That that initial feeling doesn't impact on my day because the thing is with BPD is because it's emotional. Mm-hmm. We can actually, or, you know, well, I can, and I know that everybody else that I've spoken to with BPD is exactly the same. It's it's part of what BPD is. Our emotions can fluctuate sometimes up to 80 times a day. Wow. You know, within seconds, I can feel worthless and empty. And in the next breath, I can feel, oh, no, no, this is okay. I've got this. This is fine. I've got this today. So your initial feeling can't impact on your entire day because you don't know how you're going to be feeling in five minutes time. Um, That's a bad day. A bad day is when your emotions are constantly changing. And you don't know what's coming next, so you find you have to find ways to deal with that. You have to find ways to control that because some of the emotions are so strong that you could easily react in the wrong way. You mm. could easily mm. be dragged into having a bad reaction to it.
1: Yeah, that so must, it's,
2: it's tough.
1: Sorry, Becky, that that must be really um, really difficult to deal with, and I, it makes me think. I wonder how do. Um, other people receive um well receiving might be the wrong word but like it, it once you've told somebody about your condition um how, how do you find people react to that um, information
2: i've i've found throughout sort of the nearly 30 years that i've had it i've had different reactions from people In profession, so I'm going to talk about education because I have lots of experience sort of, you know, my oldest child's now nearly 25. So for the last 21 years, I've been dealing with the educational system. Mm. And I'm always very open and honest with everybody. I have BPD. I have found throughout the years that the minute you will say that to a professional that's not a health professional, you almost get that sort of sucking of breath if they've heard of it. Or you'll get the... Um, oh, right, because they don't know about it, and then they will go off and Google it, and then that can invariably make things worse, um, because not (laughs) everything that you read is great. It hasn't got great press in lots of ways. Or I will meet the people that just go, oh, really, what's that? And then you can meet the people that completely will dismiss it. Mm. Oh, it's just a label. It's nothing. It's all in your...
1: Yeah, and that must be really difficult. I mean, um, it, it's one of these things with labels, isn't it? Like, once you put a label on something, in a way you can start to move forward and, yep. and deal with that. Um, but unfortunately, people then make their own connotations about yeah. those labels, don't they?
0: And they can be very restrictive Absolutely, too, can't they? Yeah. You give somebody a label, and it's... and
1: you know it becomes a definition obviously.
0: absolutely absolutely we're also wanting to know about um, because your bad days they're not every day by far we you know and, and, and I think it's it's really good to be able to say that uh, what we're wanting to do is to to sort of also talk about you know how do you deal with it on on a daily basis so that most days are, are really good Glenn you you were you were sort of really intrigued by some of the things that, that, that Becky's been saying and mm. you, you wanted to sort of ask some questions
1: yeah absolutely yeah I mean I've, uh, I've I mean we've only done a, a, a short interview and I've already feel like I've learned quite a lot uh, about something that I only I'd only heard the term of and didn't really know much about um, but one of the interesting things you said Becky was that um, often uh bpd or borderline personality disorder is brought on by sort of a traumatic event at some stage in your life and i just i found that interesting because i've got a lot of i've got someone in my family who has bipolar which is a different condition and i understand i've learned to understand that over the years it's a sort of a chemical imbalance and it's medicated using uh, drugs that that fix those chemicals but um it's interesting just hearing uh, you know it's kind of opened my mind a little bit as to um the condition you're talking about because it seems very different to that um,
2: it is very different. You would be so surprised how many people are misdiagnosed with bipolar initially, though, mm, um, yeah. rather than BPD, because it's, it's that fluctuation of mood swings. But rather than mood swings as it is with bipolar, what I understand of bipolar, and that's, you know, not from personal experience, mm. um, BPD is more sort of the emotional
1: yeah, yeah I see yeah. Ra- rather than a bit yeah um no it's it's interesting um I think it is interesting because
0: i think this th- th- there's th- th- there's a part of uh, and again what we're trying to do here with the reality check is to to enable listeners to 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 listen to what is being said right now you know becky it's 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 a huge thank you to you for for sharing this because i'm sure there are people who are going to be listening in what is it that, that, that people go through? What is it that you go through before you get to that acceptance point?
2: I don't, I can't speak for everybody. Yeah. I really can't. I can only talk from my, speak from my own experience. I've had lots of years to come to terms with this. And, you know, BPD for me is a label for me. Un, unlike, you know, not very similar to my own name. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's who I am. Yeah, I have been very fortunate that I have had some amazing people in my life. I have some amazing, amazing support. I also have four brilliant children. Um, when I say children, three of them have grown up now. They're adults. I have always had open dialogue with my kids, age appropriately. Mm-hmm. But I've always had an open dialogue with them about BPD. Wow. So they support me. They, they recognize my... Differences they recognise when I'm maybe struggling and they can support me in that rather than trigger me or, you know. So I'm very, very fortunate and that's how I've learned to deal with it is by talking. Talking is the best way and being honest, it's really nothing to be ashamed of. Um, Nobody should ever feel ashamed of having BPD and nobody should ever be shamed into having BPD. I think that...
0: That's how I see it. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because I think that it's one of the big things that we're trying to put out to people, whatever it is that, that we think or we feel in life, that's what we think and feel, you know. And I think that, you know, you spoke at the beginning of, of, of the show about, you know, not really enjoying the, the, the sort of borderline personality disorder or in fact having it now been extended it does tend to have such a negative impact. Even when we're talking about the terminology of mental health, you know, it really does sort of have that negative, negative impact and people will sort of shy away from it. So you're right, and I can't, I can't sort of support you enough in, in, in shouting from the rooftops that we cannot deny who it is that we are. Because when we deny who it is that we are, it's having an even bigger impact on us. It really, really is.
2: I think also it doesn't have to be completely who we are, you know. I don't want to come across as a BPD that's telling everybody how they should think and feel. Yeah, I I wouldn't do that because we are all different, and we're all at different stages at different times of the day. Yeah. But what I say is that you can achieve, you can achieve with BPD. Um,
0: Absolutely.
2: But and also, you're not alone. Yeah. You're really not. You shouldn't allow anybody to make you feel that way.
0: Becky, um, what, yeah. I'm gonna, what I'm going to say to you there is that because you, you're spot on, and I feel that energy to shout out to people, you're not alone talking about borderline, borderline personality disorder. And we've, we've actually gone through quite quickly um, about uh, what it is, uh, what it's like to have a bad day, what it's like to have good days, what people perceive it as. And and Glenn, you've got something else that you wanted to ask there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've just been thinking about this a bit more. And I think, I, I would imagine that being diagnosed with BPD, similar to any other sort of cognitive or neurological condition, is it must be to some extent a relief, but it must also be quite frightening for people, particularly if it sort of comes unexpectedly um, whilst going through their sort of thoughts and emotions with medical professionals or, or similar. And I was just wondering, Becky, um, as someone who's kind of been through that, what advice would you give to people who think they, they may be living with BBD? Um, and, and where would be a good place for them to start the process of exploring whether or not they have the condition?
2: Um, obviously, my initial advice would be to... Go and speak to your GP. Mm. Um, there is a lot more out there now, as in terms of knowledge. You know, it's, it's more spoken about. When, when I was diagnosed back in 1992, I'd never heard of it. Um, I'd mm. never known anybody with it. And it was banded around, sort of has she, hasn't she. So I don't even think there was that sort of much textbook about it at that point. There is a lot more now. Doctors are hearing it unfortunately more and more often there are more tests now that can very quickly tell you whether you have it or not it took ages for me to be diagnosed i think also you know it's important to point out as well that if you are living with somebody that you think has bpd Mm -hmm. it's important that you go and get that support too and because it can be very difficult to live with somebody with bpd that you reach out to and maybe you know find a way to support them and find a way to get support for yourself Mm, so I would say GP and you know your local mental health services which you know I know at the moment are incredibly stretched but that's the best advice I can give you is to seek that medical help initially and then sort of go out and see if you can find other like-minded people that will talk openly and honestly with you about it that are not gonna shy away from it that would be the best advice i could give and have a conversation with your loved ones talk to them
1: yeah no that that's exactly. great i think that's really useful becky and um yeah i think i think having that sort of Not just you know you go to the go to your GP, but having that support network around you of friends and family and people that, like you say, it's about removing the shame from the condition and just people being able to just talk openly about it because that's the only way that we're all going to understand everybody's individual needs and be able to help each other essentially.
0: And that's I think I think that's the same with everything, isn't it? I think that we, we, we've come to a time in life, and I think that COVID has done this, mm. it's really allowed us to start to explore, well, who am I really and what it is that I am thinking? Becky we're kind of running out of time and I actually do feel that there is so much more that, that, that we would want to explore and I'm sure there is lots and lots of questions that our listeners have got or they want to be able to sort of ask you so I wanted us to say thank you so so much and would you actually come back on a regular basis and and sort of keep us updated with what's happening at your neck of the woods and and any other advice for people that are, are going through what you have been already been through would you be happy to come back on
2: i would absolutely that would be an honor honestly if i can help anybody um and that's not saying i have all the answers i can only help with my own experience i'm not medically trained um you know i'm sort of professional by experience
0: well actually it's, 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 if,
2: I can, <laughs> if i can help anybody then you know i, I that'd be great
0: yeah i think and, the, I, th- I think the terminology that came into my head you gain it from the horse's mouth Mm. you know you can't get any better than somebody and and with the greatest of respect uh, to, to lots of people that talk about PPD I've not talked I've not heard anyone talk about not just this but everything else in such a straightforward manner than yourself yeah man. absolutely so, so I'd like to take this opportunity to say thank you very, very much. And uh, if anybody wants to get in touch with us here, don't forget, drop us a line if you've got a question for Becky or for Glenn or for myself. And it's nigel at uk. That's nigel at uk. We will see you next week. Have a fantastic week. Becky, thank you very much. Any lasting words that you'd like to say to listeners?
2: Just, you know... Just look after yourselves and and talk.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much. Glenn, about yourself?
1: Yeah, no, um, just, yeah, stay strong. Keep talking. Stay strong,
0: stay safe. We'll see you next week. Thank Thank you you very much indeed. Night-night.